0: welcome to heart center conversations i'm your host jennifer martin i created this podcast to have real conversations with real people about what they are doing in the world how they're showing up and how they're living from their heart center so if you like this podcast send me a comment send a like send to your friends and enjoy this episode Hey, welcome, 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 welcome. This is gonna be the second episode of 2021's Heart Center Conversation. So um, for everyone out there listening, whether you're watching on YouTube or on the po- podcast, welcome back. Um, my guest today is Amanda Jansen. Yeah. Am I saying it right? Jansen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jansen and Amanda is local to me in Emporia but she's doing things all over so I'm so excited to
1: talk with you. Thank you so welcome, Amanda. I'm honored that you even thought of me. Yay. Yes. of course. <laughs> you. I've been wanting, I've been craving this too like I've kind of followed along and just the the passion like behind this like the intimate like one-on-one conversations that we're not really getting right now. I think a lot. Yeah. Of people, I mean. And, and just like talking about, um,
0: our heart centered work, like the work we're doing out in the world or how we're showing up in the world, because it's kind of scary. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's kind of scary to show up. And so I, you know, like these, I want to have real conversations with real people and not that everybody's not real, but you know, we're, we're all like somewhat local and we're going to be interviewing some people who are not local at all, but all doing heart-centered work. So I'm glad that you're excited. Yes, I am. So, okay. So I went on to your YouTube or your Instagram and you have a lot of things under there. So I'm so excited to talk about all of these things. So it says you're an OB nurse, a Mm -hmm. lactation consultant, a doula, and yeah. coaching families through birth, breastfeeding, and beyond. So I love that. So I'm gonna turn it over to you, and I want you just to tell us who you are, mm-hmm. uh, and tell us tell us what
1: what you're doing. Like, yeah. So I went into nursing, not really knowing the direction I would go. Um, I know I wanted to care for people. Like I've always been, yeah, the very caring person. And I think from like a small town perspective, like I grew up, my high school graduating class had 14 people in it. And I, at that point, you know, I didn't know what a doula was. Um, And I was like, oh, to care for people, you had to be a nurse. And so that was the direction I went like immediately out of high school. That was my plan. Um, I did some college sports and, you know, just kind of help with um, the prerequisites the scholarships and stuff but I ended up yeah going to nursing school landed in Emporia and found a job right out of college working OB which is obstetrics. so again in a smaller rural town you do labor and delivery you do postpartum we have like a level two nursery so not very intensive NICU like some of the bigger um city hubs and their hospitals there so i mean i was yeah kind of thrown into the whole spectrum of everything um and then shortly afterwards um did not realize the education that was lacking on the breastfeeding side of it and i had no kids to myself so i was like how am i supposed to help these moms breastfeed you know when you're not taught in nursing school you know how to support a mom that way. Um, and really, like, even as a new grad, there wasn't a lot of good education and training surrounding lactation. Um, but I was breastfed myself. Uh, and I think something just sparked and came naturally. And I was kind of that nurse, like, other nurses look to, to like go help the mothers. Um, And I was like, well, why, you know, why don't I just get the certification? And so I started that about three years. I tested three years into my nursing career Um, because you have to have, you know, thousand plus clinical hours and all this. Wow. And so it was easier for me because I did, you know, have the nursing background, some um, IBCLCs or lactation consultants come from you know just no like medical background and it is a little bit harder to like you know get those clinical hours so that's why I was able to do it kind of on a faster pace so I've been a lactation consultant for five years and then after the birth of my own baby about two years ago I something just switched um, and it kind of was the kick in the butt that I needed (laughs) to get out of the, the system I was in. I love the hospital system and, you know, rural areas, you know, need that. Um, but I was craving a more like intimate, longer term um, relationship with these moms and these families, because again, you know, I'm there for 12 hours and then I never see them. And I knew that the systems in other countries were different you know, they were having postpartum follow-ups with nurses, like in the comfort of your home, you weren't having to drag your baby to a doctor's office, like when you're bleeding and, right. pain and in pain. Right. And I was like, why am I waiting around to, you know, for a system that's probably not going to change in my lifetime? Like I pray that it does, but I don't know that it will. And why would I, you know, not try and pursue that passion and that need, um, and I'm, that's when I looked into postpartum doula work and received a training through Dona International. And they're a bigger um, organization that kind of yeah, trains birth doulas and postpartum doulas um, for, you know, moms or for women or, you know, men too um, can be doulas. They, you know, if they don't have the medical background, they still need some training and that's the organization i chose to go with um and so yeah for two years now i mean everything kind of was catapulted last year at the beginning of all of this covid pandemic you know i was reading of hospitals you know banning doula support and moms laboring by themselves you know without even their partner there um And I was just like, these moms are not, they're not going to do well. Like even on a good day in our broken system, like we're not doing well. (laughs) And I'm like, and so that's when I kind of, you know, I had time to set aside now, like I had quit my job as a, part-time nurse and was just working as needed and so I had the hours to like sit at home and work on a website and like launch the business side of things which I am not business savvy so that took <laughs> a long time honestly <laughs> um and so I think it was like March of last year like a few days before like it was it was, uh, yeah. And I remember Step like down, calling the right. state, you know, and licensing my business and like dealing, like, I don't even want to know what they were having to go through. Um, cause it was, it was all on the phone and I was new and needing help. And yeah. So, I mean, the first year it has been, you know, slow, um, but I have started seeing moms, um, privately for lactation, um, okay. mainly in the Kansas city areas and mm-hmm. a few moms, very rural like Kansas like you know population 50 and again they're you know hours away they haven't had follow-up with their OB and it, they're eight months postpartum and I'm like how many moms are falling through the cracks especially in our area um, I yeah. think Kansas is a little bit different because there are more providers and but when you get to yeah rural Kansas it's a different story so
0: Yeah, and I think that people don't know that this is available or Mm -hmm. they feel like it's maybe maybe so like, you know, on the realm of woo-woo, way, way alternative.
1: Like Like if you have a doula, you're going to be eating your placenta and (laughs) like, that's just like, I think a given sometimes. And water birth. I will be completely honest. As a new nurse, there was some reservations, like with doula's in the beginning, because again, it was just the system that I was brought up in and taught in. You know, they were looked at as yeah, like unsafe or you know too crunchy and not following science. And I'm like, but what was (laughs) what was our OB system built on? Like, honestly, if you look at the history it's disgusting. And there are some amazing OBs, um, and family doctors, but I think the history of it gets lost. And I'm like, we have, we're just like, so out of touch of like the innate innate ability of our bodies to birth. Like we have to medicalize every single thing. Yeah. And there was a point even before my baby that I realized like, again, I'm one person, I can't change the system I'm from within. And I burnt myself out. And yeah, it, it took a traumatic birth for me to get out. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I
0: think that that even when we talk about giving birth now, like, I, from my first birth to my last birth, you know, just being able to look at, um, and my kids span, my oldest is like, God, he's going to kill me 33. I don't even really know. I stopped keeping track Uh
1: 33
0: or 34. And my youngest is almost 15, you know, so just in that span of giving birth on the table in a certain position, not being able to move to the last one, like, um, I can get up and walk. I can sit on Mm -hmm. a ball. I can squat. I can do all of these things if I want to. Yeah. Um, but nobody, you know, and also with lactation, um, just being able to be supported in that, like I tried to nurse my second child and it was the worst experience I've had. And so (laughs) I didn't even think about it. My third child. And then the baby, when I had him, it was like, no, I'm going to try this again. And I did have I did go to the lactation center. So, and they were so helpful, but even just nursing in public and nursing, you know, this is almost 15 years ago was like, so like, okay, I'm going to go hide myself here. Mm -hmm. Um, so having someone that would have been able to consistently help me instead of taking my baby to the lactation center and being in a circle with it, whole group of other women and, you know, Uh not wanting to show my boobs and, you know, being in a room where some people are comfortable doing that and some people aren't.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, But it was one of the most treasured experiences that I have nursing him. Mm -hmm. Like, and I nursed him for, you know, till he was about 13 months. And I did that whole,
1: like, I'll try it for a little bit. <clears throat> but it was or you know it they're like so. two and a half. <laughs> or you yeah, have mm-hmm. 13 months or six months. It is, it's almost like um, I think so many moms, yeah, go in wanting wanting to do it. And I mean we see this with you know the numbers and the statistics behind it. You know, there's this there's this desire to do it. It's just the system is so broken in so many areas and so many don't get the support and then you know, then the guilt and there, you know, is some, there's trauma behind like moms that, you know, wanted to breastfeed and couldn't. And so recognizing that and trying to, you know, bridge as many gaps as possible, you know, and lactation consultants are only, you know, one piece of the puzzle, but there, there's not enough of us to really, um, even meet all the needs that, you know, moms are needing right now. Yeah. So I think the profession is growing. You know, people know that I think there are lactation consultants now where before, you know, they would just go to their OB or their pediatrician. And we know, you know, they're given like four hours of education, like, right. And they are not that, you know, building block up. And again, just, um, the system's broken on so many levels, like so yeah. many, so many like OBs or even Peds I, I, where we're at, we have amazing support, but I, I, I know in like those bigger hubs, if they don't know where to refer out, they just get dropped and have, you know, given a package of formula. Cause that's what's available yeah. in the office right there. You know, when, you know, the mom's breaking down and, you know, the baby's crying and they don't have any, in you know office support so I'm hoping yeah just the awareness of it um keeps growing and then yeah the postpartum doula side is still yeah
0: tell me more about that tell me more so are you a doula that helps birth a birth doula
1: I am not trained as a birth doula okay but again there I've like traveled to um in Guatemala is actually one of the areas that really like inspired me, you know, they were having, you know, they had traditional birth attendance there. Like they weren't trained in anything, but in these rural villages, like these moms (laughs) needed help. And so I, I tried to like bring that passion and that learning um, from there and realizing that, you know, you don't need an initial behind your name to support someone through birth. Like if you look back, you know, the grandmother or the mother like it was generational wisdom like passed down and um I feel like I've learned so much like I know I needed that seven years of like OB nursing experience to get the um yeah just the the real life experience and knowledge and you know a weekend training for me I don't think make or breaks um that relationship I can build with a family um and support them. So I do want to eventually transition into more, yeah, that one-on-one birth coaching, right. birth doula the work. Um, but my daughter's still young and we just now have reliable daycare. And I don't know that I was ready for the on-call life um a year ago when yeah. I was yeah still doing a lot of healing work. Um, so yeah, we'll see how it transitions the next few years as she gets older and you know goes off to school but yeah that is probably my end goal is supporting women through like even preconception like before they even get pregnant so like, kind of like the whole process because it's, it's a journey process.
0: like it's right. one of the ma- major journeys of a woman's
1: life if that's what she chooses mm-hmm. yeah yeah so, so- Finding them and supporting them beforehand and then throughout their pregnancies, you know, at birth, and if they choose to breastfeed, um, you know, I have that experience. And then, yeah, like a postpartum doula, honestly, it's just, you know, what we have been doing for eons, but now we all live in, you know, single family homes and grandma's not, you know. Right they're with you and they might be in another state or two hours away and you don't have the support. Like no woman was meant to raise a baby by herself in a home without help. So that's kind of what a postpartum doula does is come and support you. um, Yeah. Either after hospital discharge or if you have a home birth, you know, just continuing that care, you know, after the doctor, or the midwife leaves or after you get discharged home. Um, And it can be, you know, as much help or as as little help as you want. Some people just want like meals brought to them. Um, Others want like the full night nanny luxury. Like, you know, you watch the baby and bring it to me when it's ready to eat and then, you know, go settle it. And, you know, so I can get longer stretches of sleep. So it really is kind of whatever, you're wanting. Um, yeah, that is, that's my spiel. I like that. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: So let's talk about like the heart centered part of it. Cause this is what I always love. I always love to hear this story and you did talk a little bit about it. And I'm so impressed that you like became a lactation consultant or got that education before you even became a mom and nurse. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's amazing
1: (laughs) yeah um and again like I look back like to my childhood and I think I was destined for this space like I grew up watching like the baby story on TLC I don't know if you remember that show but it and again it was so different than what is available now those were all hospital births you know they all had epidurals and nobody was Uh in and it was all this you know peaceful like the baby's born and but it was like kind of that spark as a child like you know we would you know play with my siblings like pretend like you're having a baby like we would like imitate like the the show um yeah. and then yeah i think the the lactation piece just came so naturally and you know i went with it now it did it took you know having my daughter um i did not hire a doula which I probably should have like I kind of thought like oh I have all this education and training like I don't need any help Um, but the birth piece I mean I had an amazing birth but there was um, just some issues after Nora was born that I definitely could have benefited from like an advocate and my husband again like you know he kind of just thought like everything would go perfectly and, you know, right. wouldn't need help or, you know, need something like need someone to like advocate for her. Um, But I did, you know, after, after you have a baby, like the hormone shifts are just so intense. And as much as we want to be that like strong, like powerful, like voice, like I just, I didn't make my needs known loud enough or often enough or soon enough before, you know, I had a very traumatic experience after I got discharged home. So mm -hmm. cool. Not cool that you had that, but
0: I love that you have that experience, that personal experience to be able to advocate. I'm always, um, kind of brought back to the thought that the wound is the gift you know like Uh a lot of times Uh when we are go into this work of healing in this really holistic service of whatever it is and whatever we look at most people come into this space because of a wound that they have or a trauma that we have or something that we are healing from so that we have that experience and it almost is sometimes what propels us or really moves us into that space of, you know, we could be walking that space, but once we, you know, really set eyes on like, no, like I, this is, this happened to me and I'm going to advocate There's for other like
1: purpose because purpose behind the pain. And I keep coming back to that phrase. And when you're in it, like, you don't want to be told that. And right. I, I <laughs> Very, I distinctly remember like a period postpartum where I was just, I, I mean, I was having like PTSD. Like I was just so angry at like just different people and the different scenarios or the, the situation that happened. And I could not, you know, I couldn't grasp that in the moment. And then, yeah, when you're out of it, you're just like so grateful for that. And yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't
0: know. I, I like what you just said because you just defined your experience as PTSD. Like, and I think that so often because giving birth and breastfeeding is such a, a natural part of you know a mother's journey or this process of life, right? Mm-hmm. That we don't always see that there are traumatic experiences that come from those very beautiful things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, really kind of helping people to see like you could be carrying some post traumatic stress, some Mm -hmm. triggers when it comes to a birthing experience or a lactation experience that is really real. Like,
1: you know, and I mean, the numbers, if you, the numbers prove it. Like I learned so much. And I, I knew of this even before her, you know, I've supported moms through very traumatic deliveries. And I even, um, supported one of my best friends through a very traumatic birth, but I was like the only one aware of that. And, you know, even six months, eight months, 12 months out, you know, I was still sending her trauma information. Like it's okay. Yeah. you know, you're going through this and working through this, but just know that you're not alone. And I, I don't know the exact numbers off the top of my head. I think they're on my website, but it was, it was the, the, um, lived experience that, you know, I needed to really connect on that more like intimate level with other moms in similar situations. Cause again, like you, um, yeah, you just learn and take so much with you, you know, from an experience like that. And, you know, you can use it as a benefit and serve somebody else, so. Yeah, uh
0: I think even in looking at um, people who don't have a live birth or um, have had, you know, a a child that had some kind of trauma Mm -hmm. after the birth, you know, there's still that experience of, you know, Like I've known people who have had not so much a traumatic birth, but something has happened to the baby right after that, then even, you know, getting pregnant the next time caused so much stress and anxiety and, you know, helping someone through that process. So how does someone go about finding you and working with you? Like, at, Mm -hmm. at what point do they say, like, I need a postpartum doula? I mean, the earlier, the better, honestly. <laughs> um, so and I even
1: like, if have they don't even,
0: of, they don't even, they're not even to that point, like they're pregnant, they could like, I'm yeah. gonna have, have you with me in the process. I guess okay. if
1: you can change the culture and like, if we think about like planning for a wedding, you know, how many months and how much money has gone into like right? arranging every perfect, you know, piece of your w- wedding day. And then to realize, you know, pregnancy is nine months and birth could be three to five days or a week, you know, if you have patrol labor and then you're postpartum, like indefinitely, basically. Yeah. So, like changing the mindset of, you know, what if you had, you know, that support person before, you know, you even peed on the stick you know, and you knew that that was one person that you could go to, you know, you can't call a doctor at 3am and actually talk to your doctor. I mean, I don't know that I will be (laughs) awake at 3am, but I will see your text. you know, the next morning and get back with you a lot quicker than, you know, had you, you know, yeah. Called your OB or called your you know, mom, that maybe can help you, or your grandma, that you know maybe has you know experienced something or known someone that experienced something. So, um, I don't know. Did I answer your question? <laughs> like how? <laughs> do been? Like, do they
0: have a consultation with you? Do you... yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I offer like free discovery calls again, just okay. to see, you know, if we are the right fit because everybody, you know, has that person. Um, and maybe it's not, maybe you don't even want, you know, that extra body at, in the room or at your birth, but you just want, you know, that person to either virtually um, connect with. Um, that's an option too. Um, so yeah, as soon as possible. Um, I mean, I know so many doulas are birth doulas specifically you know, can get booked out pretty far in advance, because you can only take so many a month before you risk, like, some overlap, and things going a different direction, and you're not right. actually getting the support in person that you're wanting, Um the same with, you know, I, I had a birth photographer, that's the only thing that I did have at my birth, and I treasure those so much, but yeah, you basically, like, find out you're pregnant and see if you, you know, can fit in their schedule. Um, Thankfully, my schedule right now, because I have, you know, transitioned from the hospital part-time, you know, is pretty open. Um, But yeah, the sooner the better, because then you can really build that long lasting, like intimate relationship and, um, you know, be able to serve you know them a lot better um when birth actually comes and yeah postpartum as well. Cool. Yeah. I like that. So
0: I know that you do some other things mm. that aren't in there. I got oh, yeah. you <laughs> a little bit of essential oils and
1: I am um, I this last year has really as tough as it was it honestly was probably one of the most like freeing years for me and it sounds like you know it should be the opposite but it was you were able to really sit with yourself and figure out you know what what have you been told to believe and what are you doing for other people versus what are you really you know wanting to do for yourself um and incorporate like so many like I just I learned like so much about so many different (laughs) things out there. Not so much the essential oils, like, cause I had been, you know, using those, but I mean, I found you, I think two years ago. Was that when we did God, our- God, has Reiki? it been that long? Yeah. Oh. I don't, I don't know. And so since then, you know, the Reiki and the energy side has just been, it was that like missing link, you know, we aren't, <laughs> we're taught like the emotional, like psychological piece, but that's never actually like no done in the hospital, <laughs> even with a doctor, you know, like here's your yeah. pill, go about your day. <laughs> and that's what I
0: feel sad or you might, but yeah. yeah.
1: And that was what I was offered. <clears throat> and so I was like, and I knew, I was like, I knew a, meta- a pill was not going to treat trauma. Like, how do I get this out of my body? And then, um... I honestly don't even know. I think it was after you guys opened up your shop and I found out you were even doing private sessions. I was like, I'm just going to go and give that <laughs> a try. <laughs> and I s- distinctly remember, which I think I've shared with you in like the little workshop that you hosted. Cause you did uh-huh. after that, you had a little mini, like, you know, Reiki training that I came to and I was like, I got to go and just like figure out what. What just happened? Because it was, it was like I went in like open-minded, but and I think back to that time, and I was, you know, I had gone to all these people, and I was like, I need you to fix me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, now I'm just gonna <clears throat> switch the direction and instead of focusing on the Western medicine side. Do the, you know, alternative side, but it was the same. Like I went in, I was like, I need you to fix me. (laughs) And I was laying there and I was like, this is like, this is not (laughs) like nothing's happening. And it wasn't even like a second or two seconds later. And I think I'm like bawling on your table. (laughs) There's like, I, I, I know what it was now, but like in the moment, like, I just, I didn't know what was happening. And it was just like, pure white light all over the place. And I literally was just in a different realm. Like I didn't know where I was at. And I think you were over my heart chakra. I honestly don't remember like where you were even at, (laughs) but it was, it was what I needed. Like after, you know, a year of postpartum depression and anxiety and again looking back it was actually trauma and PTSD but that way because I was in a constant fighter you know I was in fight or flight so long and then I you know hit like my rock bottom and was literally just like numb and like you know no this like I and it was it I think gratitude was what came up in that session, um, it's like the word that like kept coming to you. And I honestly can't remember that because you do so many things you do like the crystals and the tarot and yeah. the Reiki there and so things, And it was, it was what I needed like to heal. Like, cause I, um, I had known a mom that died from, a the exact same situation that happened to me postpartum and I was like I was still just so angry at that that I could not um even see like the the benefit of like my life still being here and that gratitude because again I was still just in that resentful angry place you know and not a good place that I ever want to go back to um so yeah honestly that was one of like The turning points of my life. And I just love that I was able to like find you and we just happened to be in the same town. And I was like, what? People like this exist like near me? (laughs) I was like, I was just like so excited because then again, like small town, like, you know, I mean, yeah, only grow up with like a very, you know, blinded yeah, blinded yeah. view of what this world and how many amazing people are in right. it and all the different modalities out there and yeah the right but that's
0: okay that's why we're doing things like this so somebody can be like holy shit what yeah what? i can. okay i need to check this person out mm-hmm. <clears throat> but you are on your reiki journey i know that like you're still using that and but i think the great thing about all of that is that just having that experience of that energetic peace uh-huh. in Which the process I didn't
1: realize like I had been using for years there was just like no word for it like when you're supporting yeah. a mom you know during labor you know and your hands are on them and you're you know either envisioning something or like I was doing it but like yeah totally realize it <laughs> So um yeah, I'm definitely like I did yeah, your level one training and I definitely want to hopefully do level two or mass yeah. however many steps yeah, there are. However, yeah, whatever but, like, that looks like. Yeah, I want to uh, yeah, I'll just learn more about yeah, the history behind it. And yeah, I think we're all given this gift. We're just so like totally. Outside with it. Like he has that energy and that we, everybody
0: has it. Everybody has it.
1: And we so- all have Reiki,
0: which is the universal energy. It's, yeah. and that's so many different, like some people use it with hands-on prayer, you know, some mm-hmm. are just, you know, praying for others or, you know, wishing something upon them. It's all of it is just more powerful with this intention set behind it, yeah. or just this, awareness or knowledge of the power of touch
1: mm-hmm. of support of advocating and or like yeah just entering <laughs> yourself and realizing you know getting out of that duty yeah like just go on about you know your day and your life and yeah this is yeah it's amazing yeah
0: Yay. I'm so excited. So we have a little bit of time left. Um, I want you to tell us where people can find you. You said you have a website and we'll post everything with all of the information with this podcast and this YouTube video, but tell us how people can find you.
1: Yeah. So my everything kind of started getting built on Instagram. I did everything backwards. (laughs) So my Instagram is Midwest mama collective so mama is spelled m-o-m-m-a and again it's just you know a collective of basically everything that I've learned and done in life I don't have any um buddy working with me like alongside me um but like I hope like teaching is like a huge passion of mine so I'm hoping you know to kind of yeah be that mentor for somebody wanting you know, to go that more um, like holistic route, um, whether or not they came from the medical background or, you know, they're coming in fresh and new and just want to start um, that process. And then my website is the same. So um, MidwestMamaCollective.com and I'm on Facebook, the same uh, Midwest Mama Collective. And then yeah. I mean, you can reach me by telephone, email. I'm honestly kind of old school and love like, a phone conversation. I, again, like you just cannot like relay and like, you know, type out like the passion and right through email or text. So I, I love phone calls so you can call me. Um, but yeah, I've got my business email and then, uh, okay. Yeah those social media platforms. I'm
0: open in my DM. So cool. Okay. So if you are planning on having a baby or in the process of getting ready to have a baby, have just had a baby, you're nursing, like Amanda can help you in all of this process. And I love that it's like coaching and it's support and it's advocating. And Mm -hmm. I love all of that because we all need we all need, we all need that connection and whatever, and, and whatever cycle of life we're in, you mm-hmm. know, we need to find people to support us, to connect with us. Like, I think all of life is connecting with people mm-hmm. and building those connections and nurturing those connections because they are so important. Yeah. Like, they're so important. Um, so, okay. I've got some end questions for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is your biggest lesson of 2020
1: um biggest lesson was living like your truth or like your purpose so again like so many either were forced out of work and maybe it was a job that they just were doing <laughs> they didn't like it um, and they were just doing it, you know, for the paycheck. Um, that honestly, I think was probably the, the best thing that I learned. Yeah, like last year was like finding your passion and going for it and realizing, you know, the, the systems that are in place, you know, <laughs> that's just like a system. Like you don't have to like fall in line with what everybody else is doing. Like you don't, you don't know, have to graduate high school or go to college, then get married and have your baby. And then, you know, work this nine to five job that you hate until you retire. And like, let's hope you live to be 65 and like get to enjoy retirement. Like you have to like pursue that passion now. And if you're doing something that you don't love, like you're literally just wasting your life away. Basically,
0: <laughs> Good lesson. Good lesson. Find your passion, find yep. your purpose. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, what is your go-to self-ritual, self-care ritual?
1: So recently it has been meditation because I was not I was always yeah the go 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 you know you have this checklist and you need to do these things and it took a long time for me to even like give myself the permission like you know you can for once like not be doing something like you can sit here you know for an hour if I can make it that long most of my (laughs) meditations are only like 20 minutes but um yeah, meditation, I have been reading all of Joe Dispenza's work, and I didn't realize, like, how (laughs) beneficial, like, some of those self-help books were, I'm, like, because you can, you can just learn, like, so much from people um, who have different experiences and backgrounds, and just different ways of thinking, so just, yeah, meditation, and probably, like, a good podcast slash book, if I can
0: Yes. You're always sending me (laughs) good podcasts. (laughs) I I love that too. So my next question and you might've just answered it was what book or books are you currently Mm -hmm. reading?
1: Yeah. So last year I read, um, you are the placebo by Joe Dispenzo, which is I think amazing for the time that we are in right now. And then my most recent life-changing book was Dying to Be Me, and I honestly don't know the name of the author off the top of my head, um, but it was its just an amazing story of, yeah, like, miracles and when you live for, you know, your truth and your purpose and you stop pleasing people, like, how that negative, like, or fear-based energy can impact you physically and cause Ooh. a spectrum of health conditions and diagnoses oh, yes. today. Definitely. Um it was it was amazing. Um that sounds awesome. The one of the best books I've ever read. So yeah, dying to be me and I'll text you or Okay. And we'll post it. So you can link it. <laughs> uh, I'll
0: Everybody loves a good book, like and and you want to know where to find it. So we want to know what people are reading. Um, last question: Do you have a word or an intention for twenty twenty
1: one? I do. It is abundance. Mm. So last year, my word was whimsical, and it actually came to me like in the yoga class that you had hosted, like downtown, <laughs> <laughs> and then I went to, um, and then I went to. Oh, no, it wasn't even a, it was Emmy's yoga class, but then I okay. went to the guys shop and you had those astrology candles uh-huh. and my Gemini candle, it was like whimsical watermelon. And It was like 10 minutes after I had <laughs> scored, And I'm like, you're like, okay, no. <laughs> something like the universe has aligned. <laughs> so I bought that. And then we saw how like 2020 played out, but it was like that open-mindedness. I was just able it was like as dark and scary as it was. There were just little bits of whimsy, like things that I had never thought of or had considered looking into. Just kind of fueled my fire, basically. So I cool. wanted to like manifest that like into abundance. Um, awesome. Financially, like spiritually, uh, health wise, like every way. Other health <laughs> issues. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. Well, this has been
0: amazing. Yes. Thank you so much for having Thank you. So, um, you can find Amanda at her Insta and we'll post all of those things for you. Again, if you're in this cycle of your life where, um, having her as your support, then do it like, just do it. Like, don't even think about it. Don't even be like, Is this too strange? Like just set schedule a a discovery call with her and Mm -hmm. just do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for this. And um, thank you all for listening or watching. And until we return, namaste. Namaste. Bye. Wow, that was such a great conversation. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you like this podcast, like it, share it, comment. Um, You can find more of my offerings at heartcenterlove.com. You can find me on Facebook at Jennifer Martin Holistic Healing or Instagram heart underscore center underscore healing. Um, And we come back and listen to more episodes as they come up. Have a great week.